Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. I'll tell you right now, I see the videos of that left-handed swing. Being a lefty myself, it's smooth. Tim, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you. Okay, I can hear you now. I could barely hear you a moment ago. Did you say something le- about my left-handed swing? Yeah, it looks smooth on tape. And I, as a fellow lefty, I'm loving it. It looks great. Well, you know, I actually get – I didn't know this, but I, I now do. It's like uh, I, I I get requests for them now. <laughs> <laughs> so much to the chagrin of some people who probably get really tired of seeing my golf videos, I, I actually do them. I try to be instructional now for, for all the uh, double-digit handicappers out there. You know, so <laughs> I am a very proud nine handicap. So – Ooh. My uh, running joke is uh, get Timmy B's tips from the tee because unlike David Ledbetter, he's been where you've been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'll see something on TV once in a while. They're in some jungle somewhere. And I'll say, you know yeah. what? I know how he feels. <laughs> so, Tim, perfect guy to talk to. Always the best in perspective. Uh, obviously, yesterday was dynamic and seismic. Uh, how did you view the move of USC UCLA now being a part of the Big Ten world starting in two years? Well, let me begin. Have you seen my most recent tweet? I know you're on the air, so you probably have. Um, uh, have not with, seen your most recent tweet. Okay. No. All right. Well, when you get off uh, the air with me here, even in a commercial break, it only lasts two minutes. Uh, you, you can get uh, a pretty good idea of how I feel about what trans- is transpiring. Everybody. Uh, of course, you know, on social media, people just want to bitch and be upset and mad <laughs> and angry. So yeah. the doomsayers are like, oh, I'm not going to be watching. You know, they were ruining college football. It's not what it was. You know, especially those that are my age and older, you know, the baby boomers. And I'm like, yeah, right. Sounds good right now. Yeah. But when toe meets leather, I guarantee you, you're going to be watching. And now, you know, the outlook is going to be even greater for better games, uh, and more games in the postseason uh, with um, magnificent rivalries only enhanced within the top conferences with the Blue Blood programs. Uh, I think what USC and UCLA did uh, was, yes, seismic, but not unexpected. I mean, I'm not Mm -hmm. shocked, and I don't think anybody uh, that follows college football on a regular basis or is as passionate about it as I've always been is surprised at all. We, we saw this coming. A year ago at this time, uh, we were all commenting on how the Big 12 was done after Texas and Oklahoma left. And not only are they not done, I think they're only going to continue to grow and improve and probably entrench themselves as the third top conference in terms of television revenue. Granted, it won't be like the Big 2. The Big 2 are without question uh, the Big 10 and the SEC. And they're not done yet, not by a long shot. And I would expect that you're over the next two to four weeks, you're going to see even more mega announcements that will set people on their collective ears going, oh, my God, we never thought that this would happen. Uh, and, and so I think that for both Southern Cal and for UCLA, they just made themselves even more relevant. And they certainly um, stabilized uh, their long-term futures economically. And that's the big thing now. And that's what all the other teams that are 
not with the Big Ten or the SEC are looking to do. Uh, phone lines are being burned up right now in Clemson, South Carolina, and in South Bend, Indiana. And those are the next two most valuable teams to go and get if you're the Big Ten. Uh, and there are options out there, maybe even leverage, uh, if you will, for those two schools uh, with the SEC as well as the Big Ten, which means that the need is such that there probably will be uh, some negotiating that goes on uh, on both ends to see where either one of them lands. Uh, but I suspect, uh, based on the people I have spoken to, that it is a done deal that Notre Dame is going to be headed to a conference. And I know there are a lot of Irish blue bloods out there that can't believe it, but it's going to happen. And the reason is economics, pure economics. Uh, you can have your cake and eat it too if you're Notre Dame. Uh, the, I mean, the, their television deal with NBC is good, but it's not great. And after it runs out uh, in 24, there's a very good chance, who knows, that they could uh, still have their home games on uh, NBC and potentially uh, stay in the Big Ten and all their away games would be on Fox. I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities, Steve. Nothing mm-hmm. nothing is off the table. Right. <laughs> everything exactly. is on the table. It, it uh, is on the table. because I mean, if, if, Everything is on the table. But, but uh, those are the two programs you start with. Now, the ones yeah. that make the most sense that are left over in the Pac-12, that would be seeking an address change and likely the Big Ten would be the landing spot are Oregon and Washington in that order. Right. Um, That's, that's, those are the two that make the most sense in what's left of the Pac-12. So, George Klyavkov is, I'm sure, working his phone. It's probably connected to his earlobe right now and hasn't been (laughs) off of it all day. And, but the next, uh, uh, the next conference that's really in peril is uh, the ACC. They have the worst TV deal Yes, they have a grant of rights, but schools can pay off those grants of rights knowing that they're going to get a healthy check, whether they're going to the SEC or the Big Ten. And if they want to take them to court over the grant of rights, who's to say that they can actually enforce that? Um, The deal that they currently have lasts until 2036, and each school in the ACC is netting a little bit over $12 million annually. Compare that to the other leagues, including the Big 12. Okay, Mm -hmm. They're not even in the same stratosphere. So uh, imagine being as proud a program as Clemson is and looking around and going, uh, okay, we got a problem here, okay? And um, the situation for them in the SEC uh, could be political because those folks in Columbia, South Carolina, might not want them in the league, okay? So (laughs) the Big Ten may make a hell of a lot more sense not only financially but politically for them. I mean, it's going to be an incredible next, oh gosh, two to four weeks, and then I, I, but I will tell you, I think a lot of this is going to clear itself up by the time we get the season started. So between now and toe-meeting leather, we may have a much better understanding of who's landing where. That means things are moving fast. This is going to make the Texas OU decision uh, uh, <laughs> look like romper room. Okay, we, yeah. We've got an avalanche on our hands and I don't think it ends uh, here at all. Well, I, in fact, to amplify what Tim's talking about, UCLA, by the way, they, you know, they lost the Under Armour deal and so forth. They need money, so they've been hemorrhaging cash. If you're Mike Bone at USC, 
Two months ago, you're sitting there, and if Tim and I were sitting with him, he'd be saying, you're telling me in the new TV deal, Rutgers is going to get two and a half times what USC's getting? (laughs) We need need to do something about that. And guess what? He did. Yes, absolutely. And the same question's being asked at Clemson. And they're saying, Vanderbilt gets how much? And we get how much? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Wait, I mean, it's, it's... you know, if you're doing your job as an athletic director, you've got to be thinking about your institution and its long-term financial viability. Uh, that's the job that they they took, and and that's what they're doing. And trust me when I tell you, I mentioned Clemson. Miami has Clemson's former athletic director Dan Radakovich, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Hess, who who took over for Radakovich, was his right hand man. I guarantee you, Miami's not going to stand pat. Uh, and they're they're going to land somewhere, and and so is uh, North Carolina in all likelihood. You know that's a team that, trust me when I tell you, is a proud program with a huge alumni base, with uh, a lot of revenue, and even with the Duke rivalry and the original charter members of the ACC. And listen, I've got a long-standing ACC relationship, as you know. I did their yes. uh, college yep. basketball dating all the way back to 1983 before I went to ESPN. And I yep. I did, uh, until Raycom Sports went away, I was doing the Duke Carolina game annually uh, for them until 2019 uh, when Raycom went away and they created <laughs> they created this thing called uh, the ACC Network. And, you know, the, you talk about bad moves. Okay, this is where presidents need to stay the hell out of athletics sometimes. Let me just tell you this quick story. When the SEC got its own network, apparently some of these presidents were really upset that they had a network and and the ACC didn't. You know, sort of that border rivalry between college presidents. Mm -hmm. They forced outgoing Commissioner John Swafford to get them a cable network. So when his TV rights deal came up, that became a real sticking point. Well, ESPN didn't want to do it because cable cord cutting was going on, Steve, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> but they were relentless. These these presidents are like telling Swafford, "You got to do it. You got to do it." And this is going to be his legacy as he's leaving. Well, they, he left Jim Phillips, the former Northwestern uh, athletic director, the new commissioner of the ACC. He left Jim a terrible TV deal. Yeah, uh, that's that's worth very little money. All because the presidents of the institutions and the ACC, by God, we've got to have a cable network because the SEC does. Now think about that. Okay, yeah. that this is why you hire people that are in the sports business to handle your sports business when you're the president of the university. Exactly, because why does why does Thompson Bowling Arena have one thousand more seats than Kentucky? Because we have to have a thousand more seats in Kentucky. I mean, those are the exactly. kind of decisions that are made where you sit back and go, "What?" Uh, yeah, you made a great point uh, on one of your videos about Brett Yormack. You know, everybody talks about out of the box hires. Yeah. No, no, no. You need business hires. The Big yes. Twelve was given up for lost a year ago at this time. Yeah. What right. kind of position is he in? As are they in now? Especially with a guy with his kind of business sense from Rock Nation. Well, well, in in many ways, because Bob Bowlesby did a hell of a job. You know, he people did. can be critical of Bob all they want, and you know, I he, agree with you, Tim. He he lost a lot of friends when he took on the big Kahuna that is ESPN and sent them a cease and desist letter about tampering. 
with uh, what was left of the Big 12. You know, there was this word out that maybe uh, uh, ESPN was trying to coerce some schools to join the American Conference. Uh, And, you know, I'm not going to get into the debate whether there was truth to that or not, but, you know, Bob Bob got a lot of flack for, for that, but he went public with it. You know, he sent it out. Media people got a hold of it. And um, the truth is, though, with when you lose Oklahoma and Texas, two of the heaviest brands that there are in, in college football, big-time blue bloods with history and tradition, you got to do a lot of groundwork to make sure that your league remains intact. Well, he had two things working. Uh, a really good grant of rights situation that put Oklahoma and Texas in a position where they were going to have to stay probably until the final year of the TV contract. Because if they tried to get out with uh, three years left, as they did, $80 million is a lot, even for Texas yeah. and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So he had that on his side, and it gave him an opportunity to look at the – uh, the landscape out there and say, okay, who can I get? Well, you know what? That American conference has done a hell of a job. I'm going to go get Cincinnati. I'm going to get UCF. That's the Orlando market. I'm going to get uh, Houston, which is, uh, you know, got a great medical school and a great enrollment. And, okay, they're not Texas, but you know what? They're Houston. We hold on to the state of Texas. And then you add to that BYU, which, even though people maybe in Illinois don't understand this, has a not just national brand, but an international brand. BYU games are a big deal and have been for quite some time. Uh, to get BYU to come in, from a TV standpoint, gave them, along with those other schools in major metropolitan areas that have had recent success, UCF and, uh, and Cincinnati notably, he kept his league in a pretty good position with the understanding that Oklahoma State and TCU now move to the upper tier along with Baylor. Baylor is in great shape with Dave Aranda. And now, with what's happened, Steve, he can go into Utah, Colorado, maybe clip those Arizona schools, Arizona and Arizona State, right out from underneath Klyabkov in the Pac-12. I mean, right out from underneath. Yep. And, you know, he's worked at NASCAR. He's worked in the NBA. He worked in the entertainment business with Jay-Z before taking this job. He's dealt with uh, media moguls, both digital and over-the-air network television. So that's who you need now. You know, coming up through the ranks as an athletic director, becoming a deputy commissioner, or maybe working in the enforcement and infractions area at the NCAA, like guys like Jim Phillips and especially Greg Sankey came up through that. That's really not... any longer the conventional way of of looking for guys to be commissioners because you've got to be dealing with TV rights about every five or six years. All these deals have to be short-term rather than long-term because the economics are constantly changing. So, you know, Pac-12 hired Klyavkov from MGM, so the gaming community is where he came from. And look, I like George, but he's got a lot of work to do now. Okay, to hold on to whatever's left of his conference. But uh, I'd say Yomar comes in with a pretty good situation in large measure because Bob Bowlesby, you know, didn't stop working even though he was upset with the way things had gone. You know, I mean, that, he, he's an unsung hero, I, I, I think, here. Because the Big 12, uh, it's not going to be in the same financial position that either the SEC or the Big Ten are in, but they are clearly going to be the head of the class of what's left 
of the Power Five. Excellent point. Love talking to you. Great perspective as always. Better talking to you in person. All these contra- <laughs> all these all these contracts mean to me is I get to see you more. I like that. Well, that, Tim, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. At my age, at this, you know, I'm more grateful to be doing what I'm doing than ever, Steve. Uh, and I, I've, yeah. I've still got a lot of tread left on my tires. And I, for yes, one, am happy do. to be alive when we're finally seeing so much of what I have been saying for 20 years needed to happen is finally happening. True. In the end, I know some local fans are, you know, hey, we're losing our territorial, our, our regional rival. I'm like, you know, they're, they're going to have to, you know, they're paying players. Listen, all this TV money is going to allow for revenue share opportunities once we can get Congress in a position to help uh, those in charge of college football. And I think once yep. the midterm elections are done, Steve, that's what's going to happen. If one party takes control of the House and Senate, then I think they can get some help in terms of regulating name, uh, name image, and likeness with the transfer portal so that uh, everyone gets its fair share and the states don't have competitive advantages over other states. So I, I think college football in the next 10 years is going to see its greatest period of growth. I do. And I agree with you. Uh, absolutely. And uh, you have been talking about this for 20 years. Tim, <laughs> thank you so much. Appreciate you as always, my friend. You take care, buddy. All the best.